0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 68 of the 1% Podcast. We're getting up there in episodes. We got a third-time guest on the podcast, my first one, my favorite guest, a little bias, but it is... Nina is back on the podcast. Nina, what's going on?
1: Woohoo. And I, have I been on the podcast the most? Now? The
0: most, the most now, yes. Thank so, goodness.
1: that's really the only reason I'm on today. Yep.
0: Because yep. I just wanted to be the favorite. Yep. She is the favorite. You're, <laughs> you're a fan favorite. Um, so, had a, Got a guest for you guys next week for Entrepreneur in the Commercial Real Estate Space. Have some other interviews lined up as well. Wanted Nina to pop on this week, give a little life update. Uh, I was supposed to record one yesterday, got sick. Anyway, here we are with episode 68. You
1: never get sick.
0: Yes, I just talked about how I never got sick. Um, I was sick today. So I do feel like garbage. Um, But we are powering through. I'm sweating my ass off right now, and it's not even (laughs) hot in here. Um, But we are powering through. I just wanted to do a little life update, a little recap, talk to you guys about what's going on, some of the things we found successful um, after some crazy travel time. So, I mean, we've been to a ton of weddings.
1: I was going to say, I haven't been on since December. Yep. What's happened since December? Like eight million weddings. Yep. I feel like we've traveled across the Southeast. We have, I think. all fun, exciting things. We were in Lexington last weekend for Julia's graduation.
0: Yep. I was in Demopolis the weekend before for Josh's wedding, so that yeah. was, and then you went to Taylor Swift. And
1: did. Amazing. Man,
0: we've got some crazy, crazy travel. We're ready to settle back down for a little while and not do anything except for go to the lake, and I think that what we miss most with the travel, I mean, we still were pretty good about working out and being productive and trying to eat somewhat healthy, but on vacation, it's really tough. Um, but now, I mean, we're kind of settled back in our routine of going to the gym every day, walking Elliot, who's sitting right next to us right now as we record the podcast. So I'm just proud of you. Honestly, you've been killing it in real estate. You're in, I think the best shape you've probably ever been in, uh, working out all the time, looking great. So kind of wanted to talk to you. What have, what have been working for you? Cause I know that we've been busy, been hectic, What's, uh, what you got going on? How are you, how are you doing it? And, uh, kind of share some, some knowledge with the, the boys on the podcast and anything (laughs) they might want to share with their significant others.
1: Um, well, thank you. I don't know. Um, I think balance has always been my biggest thing, so I'm never too hard on myself. So especially like with our travel and everything, I've just been trying to, you know, work out when I can. We got a gym membership. Well, I got my first gym membership, so now we're members at One Life. Very nice gym. Um, And then a good friend of mine from college is actually a personal trainer and takes online clients. So I've been working out with her. Shout out Ellie.
0: Yep. Contact Um, us if you guys want to get in contact with Ellie or your women in contact with Ellie. Ellie
1: exercise on Instagram and she's awesome. She takes people virtually. So basically she just loads my workouts into the app for the week with like you know rep count everything weight everything for me so that's just been really nice because I feel like I've talked to a lot of my friends about this so I don't think this is like not a normal thing but like with girls a lot of the time they have like gym anxiety and like for me I just felt like I didn't know what I was doing and if I didn't walk in with a plan I would just like walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes and then leave so this has been really nice to like have a plan. I feel like I'm seeing progress and then I'm still doing solid core, which is like weight training on a reformer and loving that still. So I've been doing that for over a year now, Hunter.
0: I know. And you've I gone to like what, 160 on classes or something.
1: Yeah. A little more than 160 classes. And I've been doing it for 56 weeks straight now. I was just on my app this morning. So. That a girl,
0: that's my consistency right there. That's yeah, 1% so each that's- week. So even if it's not each day, it is each week.
1: Yeah. And that's been like the most progress I've ever physically seen from a workout, which just feels good. But it's also I feel like I finally found my workout that I don't wake up early in the morning to do it. And I'm like dreading going there because it is a little bit more like slower paced. And then also, like I said, I just feel like a lot more motivated and driven to do it because I've seen like physical changes in my body from it. But
0: it does take a while. To see physical changes. So I would say anybody getting into it, you can't expect it to happen overnight. Yeah. that's what I struggle with.
1: Yeah. And now I feel like I'm definitely not perfect with it yet. But now I'm trying, you know, now that I've gotten into a consistent routine with working out, I feel like now I'm trying to figure out the nutrition side of things. Because you have to be doing both to really see, you know, the physical results. And I feel like, again, as, like, a woman, you're always scared to eat, like, too much protein which is not the case which
0: you found out yeah
1: so i'm still trying to figure it out because i also get really overwhelmed by the thought of like tracking macros but protein has just been what i've been focusing on the most and first of all it makes me full for longer so i'm not snacking because i'm the biggest snacker ever so i've been just trying to like pack all of my meals with a lot of protein and it's helped my snacking and I think helping with the weightlifting paired
0: with it for sure. I mean, you just got to have a healthy relationship with food, which I think we're both starting to get to cause I'm a big snacker myself. I'd eat a little bit of food and then a whole entire bag of chips. And that's like, if you think about it, the way that I've kind of gotten over eating a lot of snacks and chips is if you have your watch, like if you have an Apple watch and you burn calories at the gym, like think about how long and how much you have to exert yourself to burn like three or 400 calories. Well, if you eat, You know, a bag of chips, that's like a thousand calories. So you have to go to the gym for three hours to burn off a bag of chips that you can eat in like 20 minutes if you eat a whole bag. (laughs) <laughs> Have you ever thought about it like that?
1: No, that's
0: so toxic. <laughs> like, I mean, that's
1: just how I get myself to not eat snacks. Like for a boy, you can think that way. But I don't know. Maybe I'm dramatic. But I feel like a lot of girls would be like, I'm never eating again if I think of my food in that way. I'm
0: thinking of like bad calories. No, like, I, I don't was, think about protein yeah. that way. I think about it like, like no, candy and no, I get what, what you're saying. But and,
1: I was even thinking about yesterday. Because, you know, yesterday I said I was like in a little bit of a funk. I had just kind of felt like I laid around on the couch longer than I usually do. And I just don't like feeling lazy. And then I was thinking I snacked so much yesterday and it's because I was sitting on the couch, like not, not to not allow myself to have like chill time and stuff, but I feel like being self-aware and being like, okay, the days that I'm sitting around lazy are the days that I'm going to snack and eat more food and then feel guilty about it after. So instead go on a walk or like, I need to keep myself busier than like laying around and then like feeling terrible about it afterwards.
0: A hundred percent. Not
1: that I did anything that bad. That's Sounds dramatic, but yeah, well, I was like, thinking about that today.
0: And I was gonna say, like, after getting Elliot, like, if you want to hold yourself accountable, like, I wouldn't say do this if you don't think you can handle it, but like, <laughs> if dog. you get a dog, like, <laughs> you have to do these things, you know what I mean? So like, true. we have to get up at six o'clock, there's just not really an option anymore because, like, he's got to go out, we got to go, someone has to take him out, and that's my job in the morning, but like someone has to walk him. And I will say you probably walk him 70% of the time. And I walk him probably 30% of the time. But every morning that I get to go work out and take Elliot for a walk, I feel so much better when I start my day. I feel like I have more energy by being in the sun that like 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. And you've already worked out and walked. So at that point, like you can have, I mean, you, I try to eat as healthy as I can, but like if you have something bad, it's like, Okay. Like just don't do it every day of the week.
1: Weren't you saying you read something too about like, it's very good for your circadian rhythm or something to walk right when you wake up.
0: Just just to be in the sun, just uh, to get your eyes in the sun. So like get as soon as you wake up and if you don't, if you wake up like when the sun's not out, which we do a lot, they say just to turn on the lights, which we do. Because he has to get up. We have to brush our teeth and uh, go to the bathroom and then leave. To walk.
1: Either way, no, I it's feel it's great to it's get both, a walk, yeah. get my steps in in the morning. It's
0: the photosynthesis and like the.
1: Photosynthesis.
0: Of the sun. I mean, plants get photosynthesis, use photosynthesis. We don't. I don't know what the term is. I was going to say, maybe is, you know we don't I'm know saying.
1: what we're talking about.
0: Just get out in the <laughs> sun listen. and go walk. Yeah. In the morning. I'm telling you. And at night. Like, it does, it is your circadian rhythm or whatever yeah. the term is. That's Huberman. Yeah. This is not Huberman's podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. So, no, I'm saying, like, if you really want to be held accountable, like, get a dog.
1: Yeah. No, he has been great for our routine. And I feel like I've talked about this every time I've been on the podcast. But I have just become the biggest... Fan of a morning routine. Like I, it is so important to me and I feel there's like a couple things that I've added in recently, like taking my, I take seed. It's a probiotic. I had a lot of like bloating problems. I feel like that I've always struggled with and that has helped so much. So do
0: most girls though.
1: Yeah. It's helped so much with like my gut health and also just like my skin. Cause it has like vitamins in it, whatever. So I take that. Then I go work out, walk him, And in between my workout and walking him, I have my greens now, my greens and reds powder, which is a full, your full daily serving of vegetables and fruits and also like helps with digestion and stuff. And you have that on an empty stomach. And then I have like a protein dense breakfast after, and it just sets me up for a perfect day.
0: It's my health queen right here who really didn't work out that much a couple years ago.
1: When we first started dating, I would like... Go to the gym with you once a month, maybe. And I was so lost. I'm still a lost puppy in the gym. But now you're coming with me by yourself,
0: or now you're coming with me and working out by yourself. Or
1: even this morning, I went to the gym by myself.
0: Yeah, you did. That is is true.
1: That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, I think that part of that is just having a routine. Because then when you wake up every morning, like, there's no question that you're going to the gym. Like, if you. If you decided, hey, on Mondays, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning, Tuesdays at night, Wednesdays in the morning, Thursday and Friday in the afternoon. It's like, okay, well, you're never going to push yourself to go to the gym in the morning because you'll just be like, oh, well, I go in the afternoon on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I'll just go this afternoon I hate working out in the afternoon
1: now, which used to always be my time. But also, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I used to look at working out as such a chore. And now, I think especially like you and I, and I've heard people say this all the time and I never really understood it, but you and I have jobs where we're constantly like getting, you know, bombarded with questions and on our phones a lot. And like, now I take that time at like 6am before anyone's really awake and can, you know, bother me. Yeah. It's like, it's peaceful. It's It's like like your own time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the best. I love being and like up before everyone else.
0: Unless it's something that's super pressing with work. Like I don't look at my phone at, like very much at the gym where I used to like just like sit on it in between sets. Like I just try to relax and like not yeah. think about work.
1: I try to going to bed and waking up, not go on my phone. I've been trying, especially in the past couple of weeks after nine o'clock at night, I do not go on my phone. Like unless it's something pressing, I will not answer until the next morning.
0: You're right better at That than I've I I've
1: been reading too. Yeah, I read I in the been, mornings, though. Yeah, I've have just never been a morning reader. I think it makes me tired. So like, I like to read at night, and not that I'm I'm not reading the kind of books you're reading. I'm yeah, reading I need my,
0: to be like, I need to have like cognitive function. I need it when my brain is working at high speed that's when i have to to read yeah it's not like a it's not a tv show for me it is it's like a me. i'm i'm you should I'm read trying, some
1: thrillers well i'm
0: trying to research like i'm i'm educating myself i'm not watching tv so yeah. i get that no
1: I, sh- I should be reading the books you're reading but i'm gonna well, it's leave so that okay for to you. you regardless but yeah <laughs> Well, it does. It makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's Adding to my vocabulary. Exactly. And I'm not staring. Well, I guess I'm technically staring at a screen because it's a Kindle, but not a bright light screen. If
0: that's your biggest issue, I think you're good.
1: It helps me fall asleep so much yeah, better, okay. too. I feel like I've been sleeping
0: better. Elliot, you got anything to say? I know, right? He's just over here scratching Start himself the in, the the, in the throat.
1: But, yeah, so you had a sick day today.
0: I did have a sick day today, but I do think it is necessary every week to take a rest day. I think we do try to do yeah. that and do a good job of it. Like, I don't think that – because you have to relax. And I've also been taking
1: – The shape that Elliot. could yeah, rock the rock world. Rock
0: <laughs> um, And one thing I have been doing – so I do take fish oils every morning. I take creatine, and I take Super, super B Complex – and then I drink BCAAs and that is all like very very good for your recovery like building muscle and all that stuff so if you guys need some uh, supplement requests I just walked up to the biggest dude in the gym I could find and I'm like hey what should I take and that's what he told me and I think
1: yeah I I was in the sauna I was in the (laughs) sauna
0: and I'm like hey man what supplement should I take but I mean I think it's been working for me i think it helps i mean i haven't been able to work out as much as i have been lately because we've been traveling a ton but the protein I think been... is
1: helping yeah what does that do put on muscle
0: it, it builds um water inside your muscles so you build, build muscle faster like it helps um what is it so like when you work out you, your muscles tear and then they have to yeah, build they back rebuild. yeah so when they rebuild it sucks some of the water out of your system into your muscles to where your muscles are bigger look bigger is whatever that only for men um like would that
1: be a weird thing for me to take i think so i'm just wondering because the way you said so like solid core's whole thing is like when you get failure muscle yeah when you get to the second stage of muscle failure when you're tearing your muscles and rebuilding them stronger That's like the whole point of the workout
0: yeah so i have to do
1: some research tbd we will should girls take creatine yeah well hey
0: let us know i kind of like this format a little conversation
1: chatty
0: chatty yeah well I was
1: gonna the reason I was saying you took a sick day today is because I was gonna talk about what I did today
0: oh yes yes let's I get was, into that. I
1: wasn't trying to call you out saying you took a sick day you needed it
0: no yes I now, feel, this
1: boy I is s- never sick and like if you say you're sick and you don't feel good I believe you times a million yeah
0: I just did not feel very good and I think so, you
1: still worked the entire
0: day <laughs> I did still work the entire day I sat on the couch for about 30 minutes and I've been, just been stressed out all day and so it has not helped my sickness mm-hmm. but like anyway you got to do what you got to do so So um, last thing, we'll transition to do it, which I was supposed to go to with you, but Red Day. So Keller Williams, where Nina works. I'm the preferred lender in a Keller Williams office.
1: Yeah. So we have Red Day every year on May 11th, company-wide. Everyone kind of takes the day off as best we can as realtors. And I decided to take
0: a sick day and work all day.
1: (laughs) And we have a community day where we go out into our specific community. So every brokerage, you know, obviously is in a different location. So everyone does something a little bit differently. Um, but this year we had a couple different places that we went. But the one that me and my mom went to was called Frontline Response. And they are um, based in Decatur. And they are a homeless prevention team. So basically what we did is we went in to their headquarters and we made 200 sandwiches. We made little like words of encouragement, notes. And then we packed bags that had, you know, the sandwiches, a drink. And a couple snacks and then with like the little cards and it has, you know, a hotline for men and women. I didn't realize that in Atlanta, sex trafficking is it's huge. Such a because problem. The,
0: the airport. It's 20, like the hub.
1: Well, they were giving us some statistics. Yeah, the, the airport is what they were talking about. But so in Atlanta alone, twenty thousand men pay for sex a month. So there are that many people that are involved in sex trafficking and prostitution it's just crazy to even think about that and i so it was definitely obviously very eye-opening so we made
0: well if you're paying for sex you're a loser so let's just put that out there first (laughs) obviously it's terrible but it's just like
1: it's really sad because i feel like people get so numb so obviously, like, so many of the issues in the world, but, like, especially homelessness living in Atlanta. Well, I mean, if you're you in the it, South, if
0: you don't see it, it doesn't affect well, you. Well, even
1: when you do, you see someone standing on a corner and you drive past because you're like, oh, they're, you know, they're, they just want my money to go buy drugs or whatever. And, like, you really don't know all these people's stories and, like, all the baggage that they might carry and, like, what really got them. Like, we met this one guy. So basically, after we made the bags, they kind of gave us some training on, you know, how to approach... These people and um, we were in a group of probably like thirty, and we got in buses and we went to downtown Atlanta and passed out the bags. We were outside of Gateway, which is um, a shelter in Atlanta, and then we went to a couple other corners that the organization knows of where um, people frequent that don't have homes. And um, it was just really eye opening. Like one of the guys, um, his whole family was murdered in New York City—his wife and kids—and. I think he's just trying to get back on his feet but it's like it's not always the horrible you know story that you think it is and uh, i don't know the the girl who is leading it who works for the organization was amazing and just like a super great person and was just kind of telling us like i feel like you know you need to look at these people as people because at the end of the day that's what they are and you know introduce yourself to them ask them you know what their name is how they are before you're just you know handing them a bag. you Do you want lunch? And like assuming that they need something from you because a lot of people, not a lot, but like some people's situations, like they don't want to get out of the situation that they're in and you can't obviously force anyone to do something they don't want to. So we just had like conversations with people and a majority of the people, obviously this is like one of the only meals they'll probably get today, who knows in the next few days so it was just like really special and obviously like i said eye-opening i feel like you and i have conversations all the time about like gratitude and coming from you know a place of gratitude and it really is just like crazy you know how lucky we are and like the life that we have versus some other people i I
0: totally agree i was going to say that uh, so i picked up this book because the book i'm reading right now for our leadership and development group for my company is how full is your bucket and that's what it talks about like You got to pour into other people to fill your bucket up. So, like, if you talk negative to other people, and this doesn't really necessarily relate to the homeless situation, but kind of, I feel like. Like, if you're negative in general, you being negative to someone else is draining your bucket. But if you compliment someone else and you show them gratitude, then it's filling your bucket as well because it's going to come back to you tenfold. And, like, just putting positive, good vibes and, like, just goodness out in the world is, like, a huge... Huge benefit to you because like this thing that I heard that I thought was very cool is like being negative is going to have a negative result 100% of the time. Now, being positive is not always going to be – I said that backwards. I really messed that up. Being positive 100% of the time is not always going to yield a positive result 100% of the time. But Being negative 100% of the time will yield a negative result. So if you're positive, you have an opportunity to yield a positive result. But if you're negative, you most certainly will get a negative result
1: true very profound (laughs)
0: that was after i messed that whole thing up so anyway i'm proud of you
1: it was a great day and it you know it it was a little out of my comfort zone obviously just like going you know we don't go to downtown yeah like we don't just like really putting yourself into the community um but it was, you know, I wasn't always the one doing all the talking because I'm not really, you know, trained in doing this weekly the way the people we are with are. But just, like, being able to, like, like you know, get the bags out and see, you know, just make people stay. I feel like is something that I want to keep doing, even if it's not going out into the community weekly because I just don't know that that's something that I'm going to be able to do. But, like, the way a peanut butter and jelly sandwich was, like, the best thing that these people have ever seen it's like how easy is it for you know our office of 400 agents to do an assembly line and you know it's not super expensive to buy the ingredients to make those and we can bring them to frontline and like weekly to help them out i just think it's something that we should definitely do And we were all talking about it so i think we're going to get more involved
0: well that's good i mean i would say that's about all about the community that you're a part of like I think our office is a bunch of positive people that want to help other people there's a lot of successful people who share how they're successful where I feel like in a lot of companies the people that get to the top want to keep their secrets to remain on the top and I think that in our office a lot of people including you and your mom share a lot of the things you guys are doing to be successful so and then on on a last note you guys are crushing it in real estate you are in particular
1: you're killing it this is not about me I know, but you're having a great month, tell everyone.
0: No, no, it's
1: fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it it has been a good year so far. It's It's been, I feel like, pretty steady. Usually the beginning of the year is slow, and then the summer months take off. But I feel like we've just been kind of at a good, steady, busy point for the past, you know, five months of the year. And it's been exciting because, I guess this wasn't your podcast that I was on, it was Madeline's that I was on the most recent um, that I was, like, talking about bold and everything. But yeah. I took this course that wasn't all for me 100%, but I definitely took bits and pieces from it, and I feel like that is a reason that I'm, like... I, I think I've talked about it on here because I took it with you. Yeah, but that's
0: yeah. true. Um, I mean, it was, it was bold, which I think I've spoken on previously. It, I mean, it was good. I'm not going to do it again. I learned stuff from... I learned a lot from it.
1: It's not a course I feel like you have to repeat over and over again. People do it, but I feel like you and I are, like, already... Yeah you know, holding each other accountable. We have accountability partners. You have Matt. I have my mom. We're not... A lot of people in this business are in it individually by themselves and I feel like don't have the support. So they feel the need to like do things like that.
0: Yeah, but that's why it's all about community. Like you can find someone in your office to hold you accountable. You just have to let them hold you accountable.
1: Yeah. So I think...
0: It ultimately comes back to you allowing people to hold you accountable.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think the business we're in is such a long-term game. Like you can definitely talk about that like there's been people you've been calling for two years that you're finally getting a deal from you yeah know?
0: I mean and it's all coming at the same time it's yeah kinda crazy and
1: it's been great and like same for me I feel like my first year full-time in this business I was just kind of like I have no idea what I'm doing I'm just gonna you know do whatever my mom tells me to and now going into this year I've like really made a point to do you know stuff in our neighborhood get involved with our HOA and that in turn has brought me a client and Like, but it took a year and a half of me, you know, going to ladies' nights and maybe doing things that are out of my comfort zone because I'm definitely more introverted. And if it was up to me, I would not always be as social as I am. But
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say that real estate is the definition of delayed gratification just in a different way. Like, the fruits of your labor, like you know, maintaining relationships with clients, with agents, with lenders, with insurance providers, with home inspectors, with team leaders, with whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden it pays off after 12, 24, 36 months worth of work. Finally, you get a deal. Finally, you get a referral. Finally, whatever it is, because there's a lot of people like for me, I didn't close a deal for six months and it was so brutal, but I didn't, I was like, I'm not quitting until I at least close one deal. And then I close one and then you get a paycheck and it's like, all right, we'll go again. Yeah, and then you just keep going, and I, I I still feel those things. Sometimes I'm like, man, this sucks. I'm so stressed out. But then sometimes like it's the best thing ever. Oh,
1: I forget that I get paid for my job like all the time. I'm just I think that's when you know that you're like doing something you like. Obviously, it, it has its moments, but I don't know. My mom always says like you can't be in this business for the money because first of all, people will see it. Like, well, you
0: can you can smell commission breath. Yeah, from a from mile, a mile away. away,
1: totally. And also, it's just like you know, being genuinely there and like, you know, for your clients is, is what's important. So I feel very lucky to have learned from her. And also I don't need to rely a hundred percent on the commission from deals to pay my bills, which is nice.
0: Yep. That is nice. All right. Well, anything else you want to say before we wrap up the third edition of Nina joins Hunter on Hunter's podcast?
1: (laughs) Yeah, would you guys believe that I'm the third returning guest?
0: First, third returning first guest. Third, third returning. first three time guest, but
1: no, not really. Just thanks for having me and I hope you feel better.
0: Yeah, thank you. I hope I feel better <laughs> too. Everybody, appreciate you guys tuning in if you're still listening. We really appreciate it. Please like, subscribe, rate on Spotify and Apple Music, share it with your friends if you guys got any guests you guys would like to hear on here or if you would like to join the 1% podcast for an interview. I'd love to have you come shoot the shit and uh, we'll have some fun. So thanks for tuning in. Love you guys.